0: to another episode of Strange. Peace. I'm Del. And I'm Nita. And you already know the gist of what we do. And if you don't, now you know. Or you better ask somebody. I would hope no one's joining in at just this episode. Right. It's a a journey. It is. We've grown. We've gone through so many different... A lot of shit. ...modes. (laughs) And now we're here. And... This is a very special episode. I mean, they're all special, but this one particularly, because it's just me and Anita. I was looking at her like, "Bitch, what is what's so special about it?" <laughs> it's an anniversary. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> We're finally just recording us. It's been so long since it's been just us. The Vic. only way Vic would stay away is because he had to travel. Otherwise, his ass would have been here.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh.
0: Although he does add good humor. He does. He needs to get his own headphones. Uh, yeah, he does. And actually, starts sponsoring like he says he does. He don't sponsor shit. Mm-mm. Let's make that clear. He doesn't sponsor shit. Mm-mm. I know he's gonna hear this. He's gonna be oh hell no. <laughs> you know what was funny?
1: That one time that Safa was downstairs and Vic was over. We were all downstairs. And mm-hmm. I mean you were like, okay, well we're gonna go and record. We asked Vic if he wanted to stay downstairs. I was like, do you want to record? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like left him there. Or he ended up coming upstairs. It was just funny. I was like,
0: of he's, course, he's so starstruck. Of course. Anyway, what's going on, boo? <sighs> Man, I've just been so tired and I cannot wait to take this break. I'm going to take well-deserved. And I'm just overall exhausted. You know, when you're exhausted in one part of your life, it's just everywhere. Like, I have no desire to, like, mm. date right now, even though I have gone on a date or two recently. And the first one was kind of cool. We ended up knowing, like, the same crowd of people, which mm-hmm. was, like, small world vibe. And it was it was a good time. Uh, the second date, it was interesting as well with a, a different fella high energy like right away i can tell like this guy really likes to talk he's knowledgeable interesting taste in music i didn't fully like dive into with him because it was kind of late but i'm like apathetic and not even like towards the guy like he didn't do anything specifically to make me this way it's not anything to do with him when you're tired you're just fucking tired Yeah. yeah And no one's really done anything out of the ordinary. Like none of these dudes I've been on date with have thought of like, oh, flowers or, oh, let me like be an extra gentleman and have old school chivalry and courtship going on. Like no one does that anymore. Yeah.
1: It's a little disappointing. Do you think with like the whole dating app thing it's kind of like an assembly line type thing? You know (sighs) what I mean? Do you ever wonder like how many dates has
0: this guy been on? Where it's just kind of, not a rotation, but yeah, not not where rotated, you're but yeah. numb to the whole, okay, this, I say this, she says that, I ask her to hang out. Not even a date. Like, not even can I take you on a date. It's yeah. always like, let's hang out. Like, I literally have to put it in their mouth. Like, when they suggest hanging out, I'm like, oh, so you want to take me on a date? Yeah. You know, <sighs> that is too much work on my part to be like, dude, I don't, I shouldn't have to tell you, like, if you want to take me on a date, just say you want to take me on a date where I appreciate the thoughtfulness someone puts into a date. Generally, I'm pretty low maintenance as long as there's consideration, there's genuineness. In in that sense, I I just don't want to have to force someone to be a gentleman and you know take taking a woman out. Yeah. Obviously, totally agree.
1: But then I think about it from the millennial male perspective who is on an app. Mhm. Do
0: you think that it would be realistic for on the male side of things to like court every girl? I mean, obviously, it's the same conversation over and over, especially on, on a dating app where what are you into? What do you like to do? How long have you been on here? Have you met anyone? What, what, what do you do for fun? Like, I hate answering those fucking questions yeah. so much. Yeah. I think that wears me out. It's really draining to having to deal with so many different energies on a on a basis than when you're just trying to meet someone. Yeah. Because one, we're in a pandemic. It wouldn't be the case if you could just go out and
1: mingle and have things like happen organically. And
0: but that's the thing, like whether you meet someone in a bar and it happens organically, you still don't know enough. But does that change the dynamic in the man's brain?
1: Oh, in the man's brain. I mean, I don't put too much investment like, there. Oh,
0: <laughs> we met at a bar. Yeah, I can court her now. Like, I'm telling you, yeah. men, f- dudes, if you're single and you're trying to ask a woman out, like, whether she hates flowers or likes flowers, the fucking thought alone will win you points. Well, that's
1: what I mean. I <laughs> like the app, the dating app. It's different, right? So when you mm-hmm. go out, there's a little bit of there's obviously the effort, right? When you physically meet somebody. Yeah. Then there's body language. There's eye contact. There's like, you know, that physical mm-hmm thing you know when you're feeling someone or you're not like right Right. there and there right on the app and again this is from the male perspective and i guess you know there could be some serial dater women i'm sure that there are most men even if they say like okay and this is obviously my opinion but if they say okay you know i want to settle down they're still on there and they're still running through the the ease of this app is Mm -hmm. like okay next 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 realistically none of these dudes are gonna like care to buy flowers for every single girl you know Gosh, what I mean? it's
0: so disheartening I know. at this point I wish I knew enough people to be like you know I know the perfect guy for you you guys would be great like old school fashion oh, I ain't the one girl <laughs> <laughs> that's why I didn't ask you I know um, <laughs> but just but yeah. saying like god damn a bitch is tired I've been dating since I was 15 I'm exhausted where is he? And when I'm tired, I just like I'm done right yeah. now. Like I just don't care. Yeah, it's so. definitely been a funky month, girl. But other than that, work is fun. Totally misunderstanding what my boss wanted. So that was so funny. I was cracking up today. <laughs> but she's great, actually. For once, like really like my boss. I hope it stays that way. <laughs> she's nice. She's really nice. Yeah. What about you, Boo? How How is your no? Mm, okay. <laughs> I'm, like shaking my head <laughs> <hat> at her. <laughs> So
1: I obviously went back to work. It's been the first time in, what, seven months that I've been physically at work. Going through this crazy shell shock of, like, being in the workplace with other individuals where for the past seven months all I've been seeing is, like, my family, Mm -hmm. you know? We've been, like, hanging out and being cozy for the past seven months. And even if we were working, we were working from home, so it was a little bit different. There's that flexibility and there's that coziness of it. And to be able to, you know, be with my kid nonstop mm-hmm. was great. And now I'm just like, oh, there's like an hour commute one way <laughs> to have to interact. My soul and my being just got really used to not having to to do any mm. of that. But it's all right. I think there's some things that I need to work on in general that has nothing to do with any place or any person that I work with. I just gotta keep shutting up the demons in my in my head,
0: there's a lot of voices, guys. I'm still trying to get used to Anita back in the regular work field. <laughs> it's so You're weird to to me to me exact, that, I, yeah. that I can't FaceTime her anytime I want now. It's so annoying. Bitches in meetings and shit. Ugh. Like, what? Yeah, I don't miss it. I, I, what the hell?
1: I definitely didn't miss the meeting. There would be
0: days where we would just sit on FaceTime the whole day. Yeah, literally, like, I spoke to you 10 minutes ago,
1: but I'm peeing. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? <laughs> it's me again. <laughs> I need to get more organized as an individual. I, this is just something that all I feel like all of us just struggle mm-hmm. with. I don't know. There's always something, right? At any age that I was, I was, you know, obviously when I was younger, I was, oh, you know, I was a beast working like crazy. And now I'm in this position where, you know, I have a family, I have a child, I have a much smaller friend circle that the idea of spending eight plus hours a day with people that are not, you know, yeah. a part of whatever I built up internally is just a little conflicting with me. And then there's just this voice always in the back of my head that says, you can't be the mom that you want to be, the successful mom that you want to be and be successful in your job the way that you want to be. Like mentally, mm. I keep thinking that I'm supposed to work the way that I used to. Right. And Yeah. It's just not realistic.
0: So it's like you're a fake noodle. You know, (laughs) an (laughs) impasta.
1: I like that one. I like that one. Speaking of. Yeah. (laughs) I've mentioned back in the day that I had this one great manager who was like a super great mentor Mm -hmm. to me. And he's been a great friend ever since. And um, I still lean on him for a lot of guidance, even though he's like five minutes older than me. But he's just very old soul, very wise. When I worked for him, this was about three years ago, I feel like I was in the prime of like my beast mode, right? I literally Mm -hmm. felt like I was untouchable. I knew everything. There's just nobody like could top my domain knowledge at that point, right? And I I fed off of that. I love that. Had a very good balance with him. He was very charismatic, very like people-y you know, eh. and I was like the little brain in the background, like operationally. And he's super smart, too. But when it came to nitty gritty of our work, Mm -hmm. like that was my playground. You know, I had grown (laughs) up there. So yin and yang, he sees he's seen the way that I operated the way that I was like in my prime. So a lot of the times, you know, I fall back on like complaining to him because I'm like, this person knows that I'm not like this. This person knows that. Mm-hmm. So just to put it in perspective, you know, when I started in this industry, I was 19. I was extremely arrogant because I always like learned quickly. And then I would excel over people that were there for like decades, you know, yeah. back in the day I would feed off of it. Like it really fed my ego massively. And I didn't care if people didn't like me. I still got results. Like I had one manager that called me a Rottweiler, you know, like if you backtrack my little Rottweiler. I got promoted out of his department. I took on a role that was regional and in the place that I worked back then one is very uncommon to be a regional manager at that age mm-hmm. um, and to be candid not white <laughs> all of a sudden like I started to not feel like arrogant about that anymore one I was pulled out of my domain right and um, well I didn't think that I would be the role was presented very differently to mm-hmm. me than what it ended up being. I hated the the lady that I was um, reporting into because she would pretty much talk about me to my, yeah. you know, to one of my other mentors. It was a toxic
0: work environment. Yeah, it altogether. was terrible. No
1: guidance, no true leadership. It was like cold water being dumped on me from the manager that I had three years, you know, mm-hmm. before that. That's when I started, so it's about three years ago now, to question the shit out of myself. I you know, would let her comments, like, really get in my head. And mind you, I've worked with some savages before her, mm-hmm. so it ha- had never been a thing. And I don't know if having a child, like, just changed, you know, maybe, because mm. this is, a, I, I started yeah. working for right after I came back from maternity leave. So I don't know if any of this had to do with any of that. But that's when I started to really have issues with, I was struggling with the fact, like, do I don't, I don't deserve this role. I shouldn't have gotten this role. They based it on, like, what I knew that there but I don't know anything here and you know I was lucky to get into this role and it's just luck and now they're gonna find out that I don't know jack shit mind you I knew everything about that domain right so it was a rough I don't even think I made it the year it was a year yeah a year in that role and it was terrible and I had a terrible time and I ended up leaving a place that I was there for almost eight years you know and Mm -hmm. I had built myself up I let you know, this individual and like another individual, like kind of just like pushed me out because I didn't have like my skin was like wearing. It wasn't as thick as it used to be. So went on to other places. This feeling just kept getting bigger and bigger. It was like no matter what I did, mind you, the the I left a place where I was managing a team and this team Like people cried when I gave my notice, you know what I mean? And I thought I had made a difference with, you know, a lot
0: of individuals. I mean, I think we kind of talked about this a few days ago where it's just like your mentality was so different from your beginning years Mm -hmm. of there was no other focus but hustling, working, making money and spending it on whatever you enjoyed at the time. And now, like when you have a family that mindset completely has to change. It's not about just like grinding and hustling and making money for yourself. Right. It's like you need to split yourself. Yeah. Spending time with your husband, your your kid, your friends. There's more to happiness than money and like grinding at work at that point. Right, right. But then you have those voices
1: that chime in at the same time. It's literally like a bunch of voices that are just mm. like contradicting one another where it's like, you know, this So I'm struggling where it's like, yeah, I don't want to beef with people. I don't want to be this like bulldozer human to get results like I used to be. Right. Um, I want to zen the fuck out because I've been doing that as I've matured. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's another part of you that's like, no, because if you don't rock the boat and, and this is true in our industry, if you don't rock the boat, you will not move up.
0: Or you get overlooked or kind of forgotten or you're too quiet. You don't really add any value to this insert whatever project. So then you think about that and then you start thinking, well, Mm -hmm. you need to provide for your child.
1: Right. So it's just this ongoing thing. I loved managing the team that I was managing there. It was it was really fulfilling from the people managing aspect of things. Even though that I knew that I had made some impact, I still let people who didn't know Jack as far as the industry, went, compared to me, make me feel like I was fucking inferior. And I let them over and over again, get to the point where I would, you know, question myself. And you saw that you and Vic were front row to that. So moved from there. And uh, yes, I've moved quite a bit the past um, three years because I just don't want to like I can't settle, you know, in my 30s. This is supposed to be my prime for that, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's like I have a vision of where I want to be and I'm going to move until I get it. So where I'm at now is the most similar to the environment that is most familiar to me that I thrive in, the, the, the level of volume of work that I'm comfortable with, the types of clients that I'm used to working with, the output and input that I'm used to working with. Mm. This should be it, right? Right. How is this week been, Del, for me? <laughs>
0: A struggle, struggle, Bill.
1: So I reached out to my old, I don't even like calling him my old manager. He's a friend. He's a good friend. Mm -hmm. And I told him, like, I feel like a shell of my former self. I feel like I don't have the grit that I used to, that I keep thinking that I do have. And it's really starting to suffocate me. Like, it's to the point where it's crippling. So he was like, I think you suffer from that same thing that AOC does. I was like, what's wrong with her? I didn't know she (laughs) had anything. What's wrong with AOC? I love AOC. But he mentioned, he's like, imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And I had heard about it, but I didn't know anything about it. And he's like, do some research about it. And there are actually resources for it. And there's things that you can do for it. And just see. So I'm going to give you the official meaning of it. In a nutshell, imposter syndrome is the idea that you've only succeeded due to luck and not because your talent or your qualifications. Apparently, AOC did a whole thing on this oh, wow. in, a bu- in a bunch of, you know, different magazines. Yeah. According to imposter syndrome expert, do you get paid for that?
0: I don't know. It I, to be like how a do you designate thing?
1: yourself an imposter syndrome expert? I don't know. The
0: psychology. I guess. Research papers, doctorates.
1: Girls oh, like okay. any other doctor, probably. I guess. Well, <laughs> Valerie Young, she know all that, right? Mm-hmm. She wrote a book, The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women says that people that suffer from the syndrome are often perfectionists that set really high expectations for themselves, um, and even if they meet all of their goals, they're going to feel like failures. Any small mistake will make them question their own competence. You do this all the time. Mm-hmm. You'll like own something, and and she's a quick learner, and she gets it, and she owns it, and then she becomes the owner of something, and we'll have these moments of like self doubt where it's like, girl, you. Learn this quicker than anybody. Give yourself Mm. the credit. And you make it your own. That's
0: something else. Girl, pot calling the kettle black. Is that how it goes? Oh, yeah.
1: Well, I'm I'm, (laughs) I'm raising my hand saying I suffer (laughs) from this. Experts feel the need to know every piece of information before they start a project and constantly look for new certifications or training to improve their skills. Guilty. Always. And they might be hesitant to ask a question or speak up in a meeting because they're afraid of looking stupid. Yep. I never ask questions. I'll like research as much behind the Mm -hmm. scenes because the gears are always turning in my head. When the natural genius has to struggle or work hard to accomplish something, he or she thinks that this means that they aren't good enough.
0: That's this whole industry. That's how they groom people to constantly think they're not good enough or they could have done something else or they could have, they should have thought of a different way to yeah. do it or there was something missing in the first time they did it like they're you're yeah. always being questioned no matter what you do
1: yeah our industry really does breed exactly so it's like <laughs> for if, women mostly if we want to be
0: exactly women. even so just for women and like, i do
1: want to point it out that women suffer from this much more than men do
0: of obviously. course we do
1: super women or super men push themselves to work harder than those around them to prove that they're not imposters. They feel the need to succeed in all aspects of life at work Mm. as parents and as partners. And they may feel stressed when they feel like they're not accomplishing something. I'm sure a lot of women listening to this, and I honestly don't really care to point this (laughs) at the men at this point in time. I don't care even if you're a guy that's suffering from this because it's a man's world and You'll fit in somewhere. But I feel like no matter where a woman goes, if it's not a company that's like entirely ran by women and there's not a single male in there. Yeah.
0: I feel like everybody that's a woman in the professional industry has to have this. Oh, of course they have to have it. And and what's unfortunate is they don't even notice it. And then they pass it on to their subordinates. And it just keeps breeding and breeding and breeding like no one notices it. And because there's such of an older school mentality, like that's not going to be on the top of their mind. It's the same thing as like the same old school people who don't believe in anxiety, you know, mm. or who don't believe in overwork or who don't yeah. believe in burnout. Like,
1: yeah, you know, it's so the it ones go that on. the ones that always will make a comment if you leave at four o'clock. And mind you, mind you, it's like, oh, so if I stay at I stay until eight o'clock like you, but I'm not a smoker, you're a smoker and you stay until eight o'clock and you take, Mm. I don't know, maybe like 14, five to 10 minute breaks a day and you're also a chatter and then you go home at eight that means you worked harder than me who hasn't moved from my desk who's been working mm-hmm. straight non-stop who's actioned every single thing on their to-do list who doesn't smoke rarely ever takes a lunch
0: and Girl, because i leave at four i'm gonna need you to cut this and record it and put it in your phone so whenever you feel that imposter syndrome coming through <laughs> You press play. I can't stand your ass. I'm like, what happened? Did I burp? Did I fart? (laughs) And you hit play and you listen to that at max volume on your headphones to remind yourself that you've done everything you needed to do. And you're not like those other people who are milking the clock or going on 20 smoke breaks. Yep, You're damn right. So what we really need from y'all, our lovely audience, is... Help us get paid for this shit, because... Please, I don't want to do this <laughs> no more, man. I'm so over we're it. We're so much better here. <laughs> oh, I, I'm so serious. I know. We're, we're better overall, all around. It's just, like, those moments of defeat where we're human. And, of course, these things are going to cross our mind. And I'm glad, Nita, you brought awareness to it, because you told me. and I was like...
1: Some I had no positive. idea that it was a thing.
0: It's like, I'm not fake. I ain't trying to be nobody else but me. <laughs> well, when he said it, I was like, what you trying to say? <laughs> right? And then I ran
1: into it and I'm like, okay, but yeah. there's resources for it. And mm-hmm. I haven't, this conversation just happened, what, yesterday? Yeah. I haven't dove into what you can do, but I pray to God that it's something that's actually realistic and that mm-hmm. I can actually do and that will help because really, I feel like I'm drowning and what is it like three nights ago or two nights ago?
0: I, yeah. I suffer
1: from anxiety all the time. I rarely have true panic attacks. Mm. So this year I've had two. So they're, they're mm. not, they're far and few that I ever actually get like a true panic attack and I got one like a couple of days ago and it was to the point where I felt like I was breathing out of the those little coffee straws. Okay, like <sighs> I felt fear. I felt anxiousness. Like it was just like a bad trip, man. It was really, really bad. And nothing was making me feel better. And and I woke up in the morning and just like, okay, kept telling myself, you know, I'll I'll be okay in the mornings. I'm usually good. Right. Mm-hmm. And even when I run through the workday, my productivity makes me feel better. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then I get home and that's when it like starts. So if anybody is experiencing this and I, we promise to be real, I don't care to hear from any guys for this particular episode uh, or at least on this topic but if there are women that are listening to this that suffer from this at any level or have overcome it please share that with us so I can get help
0: (laughs) so we all can get help and help each
1: other definitely I promise to do the work and research and hopefully in an episode or two or three Mm -hmm. um, because I actually want to do whatever it is that I need to do instead of just Spew out advice. I'm want to say, like, hey, this worked for me or this didn't yeah. work for me. Well, I'll check back in and we can be like, hey, this is where I got with this. But mm-hmm. I don't think it's something that's just going to go away. I think it's something that I have to like work on, put some work into. And, and as
0: everything, you know, everything <laughs> takes work, boo. I know. I ain't done it yet, but I know.
1: <laughs> I'm over it. I'm so uh, over
0: it. Did I tell you? I had to tell you. Why'd you tell me? I plan on getting a massage next week, the week that I'm off, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to try this chakra balancing massage.
1: Oh, yeah. I need you to let me know how that goes. Even though I don't know what a chakra is or what it does, I'm just going to lean on you, and if it works, I'm going to get me one, too. Oh, girl. We
0: talked about it, but...
1: Something about the hands, girl. I mean... I know one time I was really sad and your hands made me feel better. Not in the way any <laughs> you creeps are thinking, though. Oh, girl. But it was like, I don't know, you put your hand on like my palm, not my palm, my head. Yeah. And then like on my shoulders. And I, I don't know, maybe it was in my head, but I feel better.
0: Yeah, I, I had no idea. Trust me. At the time, I was still learning about that. We actually do have chakras in our hands. I know a lot of you are familiar with the regular chakras we have. I believe there's seven. Like your crown, your throat, your third eye, your heart, your sacral roots. I'm not naming them in the right order or probably not naming all of them because I have been so off my spiritual game lately. But maybe that's it, too. Yes, yes.
1: I think we were like good about that earlier in the year and then so
0: so yeah. good and i we're i haven't so been zen. doing any night rituals i ha- i have completely fallen off yeah entirely neglected my spiritualness completely and i think that's what's going to help me like get back to myself so there's there's chakras in your hands so if you guys have hot hands and you emit a lot of energy out of your hand you can definitely check that by taking your hands and everyone tries. You can, all can try this. We're gonna take a little second for this, um, and slowly bring your hands together, palms facing each other, and hold it as close as you can without touching your hands. Ooh, you feel the heat, girl. Yeah, there's like there should be a lot of heat that you're feeling there, and you can shift back and forth and feel the energy. You can even try and grow that energy as you spread your hands apart. Guys, I'm
1: like. <laughs> <laughs> So
0: neat. And so pretty soon you'll start to feel the heat and you can kind of move it over your hands. You'll feel you'll feel the energy still or wherever part of your body where you're feeling like pain and try and heal yourself that way. I'm not saying this will work for everybody, but if you can get that energy flowing in your hands. Is there anything that you can do to get that energy flowing? Practice. And I'm no expert. I, I saw this on a YouTube video. I follow a few <laughs> spiritualists who were talking about hand chakras and like how to awaken that energy. And it's basically all just being in touch with yourself, meditation, reading about it, just <sighs> teaching yourself. I really need to get better about meditation. Not better. I need to l- <laughs>
1: truly learn it. Mm. Try meditating in complete quiet and like relaxing
0: sounds like I just can't get my brain to shut you off you might need to not have any sounds I, try. I know I got enough in my head probably just dead silence knowing like everything around you is fine like being secure like I think once you don't have to worry about like where's Alara where's my husband where are my friends like once yeah. you're in a good spot for you then you might be able to focus on your breathing and not think so much
1: yeah I'm gonna keep trying I'm gonna keep trying choo choo
0: I think I can I think I can <laughs> Thanks. Um, so let's dive into our segment we just started. Which one? Can you believe that shit? Yes! I was hoping you had something. Yes, definitely do. Of course. My life is such a comedy. <laughs> Ain't nobody laughing though. <laughs> just kidding. No, I'd be laughing. Everyone's all the laughing. Time. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't know if y'all remember the story um, in the last episode, me referring to that date I went on and being honest to the guy that it just mm. didn't feel a spark. He hit you up. Girl, of course. Of course he did. Because am... this is my luck. This is my luck. <laughs> I always get these people who I don't bother bothering me all the time. I didn't send for you. If you remember last episode, he kind of gave me... A whole few paragraphs on how I didn't look like I was interested. Mind you, I ended my message to him when I told him I just, you know, didn't feel a romantic vibe with, we could still be friends, and I know y'all hate that, but I was being nice. Yeah,
1: like, what if you're genuine? Right.
0: So... He never touched base on my my friendship offer.
1: He literally attacked you.
0: <laughs> he didn't. He did not. And then proceeded respond. to give you
1: life advice.
0: He he was upset and assumed the situation and kind of was like, "But I wish you well." And I didn't respond. And you know, an hour or so later, he messaged me again giving me advice on what to do with the next guy Mm -hmm. to you know to give him a chance because they were so thoughtful and did such a great date and let me be clear women men whatever don't owe you shit don't owe you shit literally don't so didn't respond and this week I get a message saying, whatever happened to that friendship you were offering that I didn't decline because I ended my last text with the take care. Oh, my God. And then ask me where I bought something that I told them about. So my question is, when someone tells you take care and you guys aren't friends, doesn't that isn't that like the chapters closed? The door is closed. Yes. For yeah, me, it is. <laughs> For me too. When I Ain't tell nobody <laughs> could hit me up with a take care. <laughs> Let me refer to Dash from a few episodes ago. When I told him take care! exclamation point, That meant I did not want to hear back from him. When someone tells me take care, that I receive it as I don't want to hear from you. I will always,
1: if I mean it genuinely, I will say genuinely take care of yourself. And I don't say take care; I say take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. But if it's a take care, and if it's like an argument, or if there's not even an argument, but it's just like. You know. You know that take care mm-hmm. means. Don't hit me back up. This is over. Right. Ain't nothing for you here.
0: Right. The store is closed. You ain't no store girl. Say no advisory. This is mandatory. <laughs> ain't no coming back. So <laughs> right, I'm not a store.
1: I'm gonna take it. You didn't respond.
0: I did not respond. What am I Why gonna say to that? that? Why did I get so-, so I'm gonna backtrack, right?
1: So I'm sure there's gonna be somebody that's like, well, he courted you. Or he put thought into the date. Or he took you on a date i want to reiterate people don't owe you mm-hmm. jack shit for the thought you put into things the good deeds that you decide to do if it's not genuine mm. if it's not coming from a good place i don't want it first of all and it didn't come from a good place in my opinion because he messaged you to remind you of how he put thought right. into it and this and that, and it's like, well, why did you do it if you're gonna come
0: back and throw it in my face? Since I didn't text this fellow back, let me just say the next time you take a woman out and you put thought into it, how about you don't remind her? This is very similar and very toxic to telling someone
1: extremely toxic. Remember,
0: I did that for you. Don't ever remind someone what you Mm -hmm. did for them because Mm -mm. there's no genuity in that. Mm -mm. You're just being very selfish at that point. Amen. I will cut out (laughs) blood for that. I don't tolerate that at all. As a friend to friends, don't do that shit.
1: And furthermore, just don't do anything if it's not diving mm-hmm. with true good intentions. I don't want that good. I don't want that deed because it's all wrapped up in the fucking evil eye. Like, I don't want oh, it. Gosh, I right? don't
0: want it. And I ain't sage myself yet. This is why. I got sage here. We going to do that
1: tonight, girl. Girl, so you can yes. Sage me too. <laughs> I have a big complex with that. Like, I'll make it clear to anybody that's listening to this friends, family, people that I don't know. If you ever um, offer help and throw it in my face, Mm. you know, like at any point later, I will cut you off. Or if you um, have ever done something for me and reminded me of it or made me feel in any which way indebted to Mm -hmm. you, you are dead to me. (laughs) Like, I just can't I can't tolerate it because especially with the dynamics that I have, like with. With Dell or the people that are closest to me, right? Like my younger siblings, they'll give me the shirt off their back, and they'll never say, "Like, look, look what I did for yeah. you," right? And I, I try to do the same with them. Me and Dell blindly will share money, food, life with one another, and have never checked back and said, "Hey, you owe me." You owe me like 10 67 for dinner last night or some weird shit like that. Like, y'all, we've taken out loans with each other back in the day. <laughs> like fucking like 20 yeah. years old out here taking out loans the with one another. What
0: were we thinking? We were thinking we wanted that good life.
1: <laughs> we did live that good life back then, man. Anyway. Oh, um man. But it's just the people that genuinely love you. They do things for you out of you know the goodness of their heart Mm, and because they want to see you thrive and they want the best for you yeah if anybody has ever saying well like i'm always there for you or look what i've done for you or fucking toxic very toxic and if you feel like i pushed one of your buttons you're probably that person and you should
0: do some deep soul searching Mm -hmm. what was that that thing we saw together how wishing the people in our life who may or may not have done us wrong <laughs> everything they deserve that was so funny because <laughs>
1: <laughs> this shit happens to us all the time it was on the phone with Dell, and i don't remember what we were talking about but i'm like i was like i wish them well girl i wish them what they deserve and then i went mm. off on a tangent and yeah. i was like i don't wish them any good i don't wish them any bad just what they deserve and Dell's like We heard this together somewhere. I'm like, yeah, you were with me. Like, we started, like, (laughs) going back and forth on it. And I still don't know where I heard it from. It's so funny.
0: Do you remember it? I think it was probably here so at some point last week. Yeah, we were watching something but somewhere. But definitely I was like, it was like this thing I heard about. I don't wish them no bad, but just exactly what they deserve. We were saying it simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where is this from? Just exactly. And I was like, that's a really good thing. I'm like, I heard this. You're like, yeah, I heard it, too. I'm like, we heard it together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but where, <laughs> where did we hear it? Um but it's true. Oh. Truly to all, to all my past lovers and friends. I wish you I wish you exactly man, what you deserve. Man. Times 3 homies. Man. Uh, I I take
1: in everything that I deserve with open arms. I'm very Sometimes I'm even like really bad about it and Dell's constantly disciplining me to like not be this way, but you know if I do wrong to somebody, mm. I will literally See. drown
0: in self-loathing. <sighs> That is such a tricky, tricky, tricky thing because there's something like bad that you have acknowledged. okay? And like because Nita had brought this to me like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is my karma. I researched it. I was and I was let me
1: tell you guys where I was when I told this to Del. So like it could be something small. It could be something big. But if I if I feel guilty about something Mm -hmm. like I, I will dwell on it. I was in my hospital bed, y'all. I, I was I had just like either was about to do a transfusion or I did it already and yeah. I was just so depleted and like every part of my body hurt. Literally the worst that I've ever felt in my life and I'm in tears in my hospital bed by myself like just sitting there. I hadn't done the transfusion yet cuz mm-hmm. I was I was by myself that night and I messaging Del and I'm like, "This is my karma. God is punishing me." And she's like, no, it is not, bitch.
0: <laughs> but I did. I looked it up. I was like, how to heal bad karma? Like, what, like,
1: and that's what a good friend, what does, can we man? do
0: here? She's like, no, we're gonna fix this. <laughs> and ultimately, like, this is where I'm saying it's tricky because we can do something bad, right? And because we're manifesting on our guilt, that's think about it. We, the law of attraction, right? Yeah. It's like when you say, have you ever seen this red car? Guess what? Because it's pointed out to you, that's all you're gonna see is a fucking red car. Yeah. Same concept. If you're feeling guilty about something that you did and that's all you're thinking about, you're not manifesting any positivity in your life at that point. So yeah. so many things simultaneously that that's like bad luck is gonna happen back to back. We yeah. all do it. Yeah. So it's so hard to break it and be like, you know what? I did this. I need to forgive myself. Yeah. Like because if you don't forgive yourself, then that's like extra punishment on you that you're creating.
1: I'll work on it, but then something new comes up. I'd be trying, man.
0: Girl, we gonna try harder is what we're gonna do. We're gonna try harder. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> uh, but where I was going that with that whole statement was, I acknowledge any wrongdoings that I do, and I hope that people look inward a little bit mm, more. Yes. Because genuinely, I hope everybody gets what they deserve. Truly. Yeah. Truly. And I'm at a point in life where I don't need to know that I got my karma from mm-hmm. any situation. And I, I'm not in a place where I feel like I need it from, you know, anyone at this point. I hope everybody that I've crossed paths with good and bad truly just gets what they deserve in
0: life. I agree. Yeah. I'm here thinking about, like, bad karma that I that I have not paid for yet. I'm like, do I have bad karma out there <laughs> just thinking
1: <laughs> i was i was wondering you looked
0: really inquisitive <laughs> for a like, second what have i done <laughs> i feel like i pay for it i don't know i keep y'all to be continued to be continued because yeah, i, I if anything <laughs> pops up i mean
1: but there's just so many like like karma I mean, is also very subjective
0: I, yeah i was an asshole when i was younger but i feel like i paid for that in all my shitty relationships like <laughs> can y'all just throw me one please universe <laughs> Right, and I feel like there has to be some
1: threshold of leniency when you're like a teenager <laughs> or a child, right? who,
0: who is a karma police here? Who do I need to speak to? <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, who, where? What are the rules? There, there has
1: to be because then yeah. I mean the karma toll is going to be really high if it's going to focus on teenagers. That's
0: for damn sure. Well, I, mean, I was like, a douchebag. We oh, all man. go through
1: that phase. Oh man,
0: let's not dive into that. So good, good days, good times. On to the next. You know what time it is. I showed you. Want to get to know you. Hey. And it's actually maybe, 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 maybe it might be a little deeper since it's very intimate. Just Nita and I. (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) What? Okay. So y'all, this, these cards have like little indicators on top. So I didn't read this card. Until I read it right now, but I only picked it because it had a little cheetah and I was like, "Ooh, it's gonna be spicy! This is a spicy question. Like, this will be good." And the question is, how many people do you think I slept with? No, we're not. I'm a do virgin. That. We don't ever <laughs> kiss and tell. Next, what is something that you are sexually attracted to that you are also afraid of? Ooh, that I'm afraid of? Yeah, that's interesting. Ah, uh, being choked. Ah
1: and being restrained like I like yeah. being restrained and like choked in, and you know certain mm-hmm. circumstances yeah, yeah. but in real life even if I'm being like hugged really tight it can't mm-hmm. last too long because then I'm like no or like if I'm feeling restricted any type of way and like day to day freaks me out
0: <sighs> big dicks yeah yes 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 <laughs> you you literally read my mind <laughs> that's the first thing that popped in my head that's a valid that is terrifying thing that shit hurts if you don't know what you're doing yeah that's all I'm gonna say about that <laughs> okay girl Um. yeah no th- I agree with you too as well as yeah. your answer yeah because a once upon a time it, it happens in bed or whatever and I, I was like oh this threw me off so like, what, what is this oh my god what is that oh my god what is that what is this now? Is this a new move? Oh, is going- this what we do it? Sir. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, so it's y- you like it too? Oh, okay, okay. So, like, it was my first time being choked and my first time choking someone else. And I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Like, I just don't want you to die on me. That's all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Your little ass hands ain't gonna kill nobody, girl. <laughs> 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 um, I love that you're worried for them, bud.
0: <laughs> so the second time, this was a guy I had dated we tried the choking thing and you know we took a break we're dating a little bit again and he started choking me again and i couldn't breathe Mm -hmm. and i got scared i was like (laughs)
1: girl be careful
0: hit the mic oh hell no apparently i'm scared of big dicks and big mics but yeah so that threw me off I, I like had and my collarbone was hurting the next day like oh. it was just too much see
1: i mean it's it's just got to be like a few seconds here and there i'm not for like i don't like that asphyxiation shit yeah like, no. where you're like i'm learning i don't like that either <laughs> <laughs> no thank you how well would you get along with
0: someone exactly like you is this a woman or a man someone girl That's exactly like you. Well, if it's a man, we gonna get married. (laughs) You think so, though? If we're no, you're right. Mm. There's no balance if you're. Well, if I don't think anything would get done if I was with someone who's just like me. Not with them in that sense, but like if I knew someone who was just like me, nothing would get done.
1: I could never. I can't be around anybody that's just like. It would
0: be living in a gray
1: area forever.
0: Yeah. Because I can't make, I suck at making decisions. And when I think about a topic, I think of it like too many angles. Like yeah. nothing is black and white for me. Yeah. So I would never go anywhere. You would never see me. I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't,
1: I wouldn't get along with someone that was exactly like me. That's for sure. How about we just go and watch some trash TV and snack? Yes. Can we do that? Yeah. I think we needed that. We actually haven't had. So Dell's been coming by regularly, but like obviously this is uh, this is the first time that you've seen me like physically like okay yeah. and weak. So like, yes. thing has been coming by regularly where I'm just like in bed. It was like a couple times like mm-hmm. I have this fucking catheter attached to me. It's like not fun
0: times to be with someone in that state. A uh, baddie with a fatty and a baggie. Still, <laughs> of course, so <it> wouldn't. It <laughs> oh. wouldn't. Yeah, she was mad at me when I read when I said that (laughs) because I
1: wanted to laugh and it hurt. So yeah, I think we need to disconnect and do mindless shit. It's fucking Friday.
0: I know. it's an actual weekend feeling for you.
1: I guess I like that feeling, but I still would prefer not to be at work.
0: (laughs) Oh, I wanted to totally and don't get me wrong, y'all. I love and acknowledge every single one of y'all who listen to us in every country, but it is a big deal for me that anyone <laughs> even like where my mom is from which is Guatemala, shout out to me, gente in Guatemala y Mexico like, what up? Thanks for listening guys. I was so happy to see that and I wish my Spanish was so much better to say to like let me just try it and if I butcher it, you can cut it out. Uh. Uh, to mi gente de Guatemala y México, si quieren mandar un mensaje, por favor, dime todo que tú quieres. Ooh. Y hablamos. Aww. Gracias. Why
1: are you so cute, Y though? con mucho amor. Aw, and tell all of your friends. <laughs> listen. Y diga a tus amigos, por favor. Del was like, oh, someone from Guatemala, listen. She's like, oh, no one from Palestine yet. <laughs> I was like, once we get there, and then I was, I was like, like, girl, you they might, probably worried like, you about this. Never <laughs> gonna see nobody. Else. So yeah, I think we we should do that like right now. In yes. the meantime, again, really, 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 really on the whole imposter, just kidding, imposter
0: syndrome thing. Mm-hmm. If you guys have any input, help me out, help us out. We need it, and we all y'all need it too. No, no imposter, you real ass bitch. Record that as well. I'm just, I'm no, gonna re- recording. I'm actually gonna
1: record that and send it to you. Thank
0: you. <laughs> yeah. If you have any insights, if you've dealt with it, if you've gone through it, please email us at hello at strangepeacepodcast.com. Our Twitter is strange peace Pod. Our Instagram is strange.peacepodcast. And of course, you can always text us. Call me, Or call us. Leave a voice message at 312 945 8860.
1: Don't be shy, babies. I know uh, people prefer to text, but let us hear your voices,
0: too. I know. Maybe you can be a guest. It'd be so nice to... Messages be crude and all, but mm-hmm. get enough of that. One day we'll get a peel box, you know, when we get big and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> but we ain't there yet.
1: Help me stay home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, lots of light and love to y'all. Peace, everyone. And bye.